0: Is it on? Welcome to the Shot Show with your hosts Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. All right, everybody, welcome into the next pre-game episode. This one's a little bit different, only because uh, it's Duquesne and we talked a lot like this when we played Gardner Webb last season and that bit us in the ass, but I think we're safe to do it again. Before we jump into the episode though, I do want to go over a little bit of a programming note. Um, we are going to be changing the schedule just a little bit to when episodes release. So pregame episodes will come out Thursday, uh, typically Thursday night. You can listen to it on your Friday commute on your drive to the game. Uh, there's no excuse to not be in Conway this Saturday. uh, uh Clemson is at home at noon and South Carolina is on the road. This is a seven o'clock kickoff. Get your butts to Conway back to the programming notes, pre uh, pregame episode Thursday evenings and postgame episodes uh, will most likely come out on Sunday. Coastal Carolina plays a lot of seven o'clock kickoffs this season Um, so they will most likely come out day after game. Uh, there's the weird ass app state on Tuesday and, and, uh, Georgia state on Thursday, but, um, day after the game, most likely if coastal Carolina has a noon kickoff, there's a slight chance you'll get it on the same day, but, uh, just keep an eye on the social feeds. Um, we're a month and a half out from basketball season, so you'll have preseason episodes there. Uh, you'll have more dedicated basketball episodes this season. Um, so keep an eye on all of our social medias. Um, the merch drop is still available. It is on our Twitter feed, the uh, or well, X feed, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, the link is in there for uh, for all of our merch, so we super appreciate that. Uh, keep an eye out. Uh, the App State game is not all that far away—about a month away. So we will have some App State specific merch coming out very soon. So keep an eye out for that. With that, we'll go ahead. We'll jump back into the talk about Duquesne. They are a team that last season finished up at uh, four and seven. I was telling the guys before this. I know of Duquesne. They're out of Pittsburgh. It's, I grew up uh, in Central Pennsylvania, so I've heard of them. They are a team that. Does well in their own division and with the teams that they play, but anytime that they go outside of that, they typically get dominated. Uh, this season so far, they beat Edinburgh, a division three school, maybe division two, I'm not entirely certain there. Um, but they beat them 49 to seven. Then last week, lost to West Virginia, uh, 59 to 17. We'll get into talk about that game a little bit. Um, currently projected to finish about third place in the NEC. Um, they didn't have a single player on the preseason, all NEC first team. Um, they're a team that's very meh in, in terms of, of an even on the FCS level, let alone compared to uh, a coastal Carolina, Josh, you watched a little bit of, of their highlights from West Virginia. Um, and I watched a little bit of the Edinburgh game. What, what are your initial thoughts on this Duquesne Dukes team?
1: Yeah, like you said, usually they're a pretty respectable FCS program, but they're not. They're not Gardner Webb, and that sounds weird in the fact that yeah, they're both FCS teams. Yeah, Gardner Webb, we were thirty-five point favorites, but but Gardner Webb consistently makes the FCS playoffs. Consistently wins a game or two. Duquesne, you don't really see him much in the postseason. They're still a, a Division One football team at the end of the day, but. This is a game where we should go in, and this should be offense firing on all cylinders. This should be the game that we work on stuff. And by working on stuff and taking every play seriously, because I truly believe that this is our last get-right game before the Sun Belt s- schedule starts. Whatever you want to say about Georgia State, we still got to be ready. We have got to iron out all of the kinks this week. There's one podcast that I listen to where they called like if you play a certain defense like last year in the NFL, they call it like the Mario Kart rainbow strip game of the week. It's it's the team that you play that boosts you all the way up. You get to work on everything and you get things rolling. This has got to be that game right before conference play. Not long before we play App State. Not long before we play Marshall. Let's get it right. Take every play seriously. Try to score or, or complete our objective and execute every play. And defense Practice getting to the quarterback. Practice pancaking your offense wide of it. This is the chance to do it. I don't really care about, and I know I'm not a coach, but I don't really care about getting our backups in this week. We have a lot to work on. Like you said, fake Gamecocks, real problems. Let's iron out those problems and get as much lubricant on the machine as we can going into next week.
0: Yeah, I agree. that This is what this game is. You schedule teams like this for that purpose. And, and I like the way that Coastal built their schedule this season. They uh, they they went to Los Angeles and played a Power 5 team. Then they had a little bit of a tune-up game with a Jacksonville State team that's on the FBS level, but it's their first season, so they're not fully there. And, and you got to iron out some more of your problems, but you saw where, you know, oh, this was bad in the UCLA game and it right. was bad Jacksonville against Jacksonville State. State. We no got to figure it out. Probably some of them yeah and now this this is your time to to fix all of those before you head into what will inevitably be a very tough Sun Belt schedule. Jordan, Duquesne doesn't scare you, do they? I'm not gonna lie, and you know, Josh brought it
2: up because I did look at the highlights too. um, you know, they scored first against West Virginia last week. They went up seven oh in Morganston last week. I think what scares me the most is if this team pulls what they did last year against Gardner-Webb, and it continues to be a close game. That's the only thing that scares me. But if they go into this game and take care of business, offense, defense, and special teams, then I won't be, I won't be too nervous. But listen, they went ahead last week. They took care of business. They were focused. They were motivated to get this win last week. They need to come in with that same mindset. If they come in with that same mindset like they had last week against Jacksonville State, we won't have nothing to worry about. It'll probably be 30 to, it'll probably be a 30 point lead at halftime. You know, fans will be fouling out by the half, you know, um the students will be going the coop and tav. Um, you know, and we'll be looking forward to next week against Georgia State, but they they cannot take their their foot off the wheel on this one. They gotta make sure they go completely um, all-hands deck on this team from the start of the game to the end of the game. If they do that, we'll be completely fine.
0: Yeah, I don't think that I'm scared of this team. I don't think that this team is giving me the same vibes that Gardner-Webb did last year. That game felt icky from the start. That's the word that I'll use because it's the closest word I can. Something just felt off that entire time. Um, So I, I think I'm with you, Jordan. I think if they come out and they fire – on all cylinders, really hard, really heavy at, at the beginning of the game, um, maybe get up by 14, 21 points. And, you know, even if Duquesne scores at that point, you're not super worried about it. I think the worst thing that can happen to Coastal is they, they go down seven, nothing on the first drive. Um, like West Virginia did to Duquesne last week. I think that's a different animal than what West Virginia could do. Um I think Coastal Carolina isn't the most confident team in the world right now, and I think going down 7 nothing to an FCS opponent could be detrimental to their, their mental, uh, mental well-being and, and their mental focus and might lead to some trouble down the road, and we end up with another Gardner-Webb. Mario... What players on, on Coastal's roster are you looking towards this week to uh, to prevent that? Is there someone on, on offense or defense that you're looking to to step up and really make a name for themselves this week?
3: Well, as far as defense, I do think they have a, a – Duquesne has a really good running back, Taj Butts. He's a guy that I feel like if if given the right um, protection from the offensive line, he could burst out. So guys like Shane Bruce, JT Killen, those guys are going to have to come in and prevent him from getting any bursts um as far as the passing game I'm really not concerned about it too much I don't think the Canes passing game is that great for most of the part Taj Butts is probably the biggest person offensively on their team that we would have to watch out for as far as the offense just anybody on that offensive line you know especially the new guys like Nick Del Grande. he's been he's been a new guy in this offensive line who I feel like could definitely benefit from this game obviously we know about Will McDonald. We know about all these offensive linemen coming in. We've had our criticisms about them, but the offensive line is what I'm going to keep is what I'm going to keep an eye on closely because I want to see how good this offensive line is going to be against a lackluster Duquesne team. This is what we're expecting Duquesne to be lackluster for us to just beat them down to the ground. But overall, I would say the offensive line, defensively, JT Killen, guys like Shane Bruce, those guys as leaders of the defense are going to have to come in and going to have to stop that run. I feel like if we can stop the run, then that's by after that, there should be no worries. We shouldn't have no worries in general, but if there is any worries that could pop out from this, I would say it would be Taj Butts in that running game. Well, uh, one thing that you mentioned that I kind of want to point out, you talked about how this Coastal team is not that confident. I like them better in this situation right here than where they were last year, where you beat a team Jordan, you beat a terrible Buffalo team and all of a sudden you guys are talking about how you're the kings of New York and everything like that I rather have this team's mentality right now being like you know what we know that we're not the best and we need to get that and we need to get there opposed to a team who beats a terrible Buffalo team by 14 and starts bragging about it like I always said stay humble keep your foot on the gas and I do believe that this coastal team is going to do that that's why I'm not worried about no upset
0: yeah, uh Butts is a Missouri transfer, so he has some uh FBS experience. Uh not very much. He only had like a handful of carries in the spring game for Missouri uh last year. So uh not necessarily like their starting running back who decided like to go home and play for Duquesne. That's that's not what you're getting from him, but he is a very talented runner. Um you you hit a point that that I wanted to get to in this episode, which was that. Duquesne's best chance at winning this game is to Old Dominion Coastal. And what I mean by that was last season, Old Dominion, we were, I think, going into that game, I think we were at least two, maybe two and a half touchdown favorites. Um, And Old Dominion blew our doors off. And the way that they did that was they had almost 300 yards rushing. Duquesne's quarterback is very inconsistent. He looks like the second coming of Peyton Manning. And he did on the first drive against West Virginia. And then the rest of the game was terrible. So I think if Duquesne is going to give Coastal trouble, if Duquesne is going to come out of here with an upset victory, it's going to be by old dominioning us and and by running the ball constantly and Coastal Carolina's defense not making stops that they need to. Um, if they can force the ball into their quarterback's hands and force them to go to the air, I think I like Coastal's chances a lot in this game. With that, um, we'll go ahead, we'll get into predictions pretty early this episode. Um, Josh, where are you at with this game? what What's your uh, What's your prediction?
1: Yeah, so usually we go off and we look at the sportsbook line ahead of time, but there is none for this game. No over-under, no line. This is one of those games that they just don't even put it out because it's kind of too hard to tell. So I'll kind of go at a different angle. I want us to score 40-plus points on offense. I, I think I – think we do and we should, but I don't want to see, like I said, I don't want to see foot off the gas. And, and one thing I'm monitoring here is is we've been talking about it, like it's a sure thing, blah, blah, blah. He's so good. But in terms of Sunbelt Player of the Year race, right now, Grace McCall is sitting at 540 passing yards, which that's fine. 270 a game is good, but he's sitting at two touchdowns. So he really needs to have a great game to put himself back in position going into conference play to statistically be in that race for Sun Belt Player of the Year. But, yeah, I'm looking at the offense. The defense is fine. I don't think there's any way they give up more than 20 points to Duquesne. I just don't see that happening. I want to see the starter stay in for a while. I want to see the starting offense put up 40 points. And that that's my benchmark. 38-plus points is what I'm looking for. Ideally, 40. we got to get this train moving. So not really a prediction, but more of like that is what I'm looking at this game. That's what I'm watching and I'm watching Grayson McCall through the air.
0: I think that's totally fair. Jordan, I'll come to you next.
2: Great minds think alike, guys. I've been saying 40 points the first two games. and Am I going to change my mind? No, I'm not going to change my mind. Guys, we're going to score 40 this game. I got a good feeling about this. It's going to be 45. Defense has been playing great. I'm going to say 10, 45 teams. I'll say 45-10 shots. I think defense is playing good enough that the defense can keep this team um, at 10 points. I think that the offense is going to have to just keep going. You know, Jared Brown had a great game last week. Sam Peen had some great pitches, um last week as well. And I think, like you said, Josh, this is going to be the game that we get Grace McCall going. But I also think that it'll be the game where we get our running backs going too. Braden Bennett, he had a touchdown last week. I think he's going to get a lot more rushing yards. Reese White's going to get involved. And I think C.J. Beasley will as well too, so. I'm going to say 45-10 uh, shots.
0: And finally, Mario.
3: I think you're both wrong because I think we're going to hit 50. I, got the, I, I think we're going to hit 50. I think you guys, we're cracking 50. I think it's going to be 50-13. And I think what's going to happen is you, uh, Jordan mentioned the running game, and I do think the running game is going to be really good here. Mark my words, one player on Coastal, one receiver on Coastal is going to have three touchdowns. And the others, they might distribute it. They might give one to maybe, I would like to see Kendall Carr get a touchdown. I would like to see the tight ends get involved in that. I would like to see maybe a running back get a touchdown as well, but whether it's Jared Brown, whether it's Sam Pickney, and don't be surprised if it's one of those third string wide receivers, whether it's the police seeds, whether it maybe even Tyson Mobley, if they get him in there. I do believe though one wide receiver on this team is going to have three touchdowns against the cane. So I'm going to go 50, 13. I I think that maybe in the first half, it might be something like 21-7, and then Duquesne in the second half is just not going to – they're not going to do anything. We're going to pick it up in the second half, and then Duquesne will be lucky if they get two two field goals, and that's how they'll hit 13, but that's my prediction.
1: Yeah, and I think that if you're going to be a, com- a team that's competing for your conference championship, this is the game where you got to drop 50. I mean, a couple years ago in 2021, we dropped 50 a couple times. I I don't think we crossed 50 once last year. The closest we came was probably that Georgia State game on Thursday night. But, yeah, like 50 is not – for a competing conference championship program against a mid-tier FCS team at best, 50 is not unreasonable. And it's probably the standard to score around that many points. And, yeah, like you said, they're going to put some of those guys in. And I hope that I see a scenario where Duplices and – 82 Tucker, Jameson Tucker, and Mobley can stay in a little bit longer in this game because those are guys that have had flashes but haven't really gotten going the same way that Sam Pickney had a big game and Jared Brown had a big game yet. Those other three guys got to get going. Yeah, the running backs, I think because we run a rotation, you can keep those guys in even with like a backup quarterback. So I think we – I have said it enough times, but really focus on, on getting the offense moving this game because this is the real last chance we get. Before there's major consequences.
0: Totally agree. Uh I'm gonna be a little bit more conservative. Um, I think Coastal Carolina eventually lets off the gas towards the end of the fourth quarter. They're winning, and it's it's fine at that point. Um, I think I think Coastal Carolina wins this game and they win it big. I think they win it 38 to 7. Um, I don't think there's a lot of chance for Duquesne uh, in this game, but I I don't think Coastal breaks 40, and I don't think they quite get to 50. Um, The closest we got last year, Josh, just to to add on to yours, uh, 41 against Georgia State, um, which is funny because we had 47 hung up on us in the the conference championship against Troy. We gave up
1: 45 points in every loss last week
0: or more. Or, excuse me, 47 was James Madison. Uh, last we gave up like
1: 45 one time, 47, 50-something yeah. East Carolina, right? And what, we'll Detroit? Uh, yeah, 53.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, didn't quite get to, uh, to 50, but had it hung on us once and almost two other times. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think Coastal, this is their get-right game. Um, I think this is... They dominate from start to finish. They're not necessarily worried about the the, the game, and, and eventually they just kind of lose a little bit of focus towards the end, and they don't quite hit the numbers that you guys had predicted. We'll jump into our stat that matters. This is our segment where we pick a stat that if Coastal Carolina hits this number, uh, they will almost guarantee victory. Jordan, I'll come to you first on this one. What is your stat that matters?
2: Jared Brown, 150 all-purpose yards. And the reason I say that is because Jared Brown, Got got into the motion last week, really didn't get going um, week one. But I think that, you know, ever since last week, I think it's just going to be straightforward. And I think that Jared Brown has to get it going. Um, he's going to have to be somebody we're going to have to rely on. No no disrespect to Sam Pitney. Sam Pitney's been doing his thing all year, these first two games. But I think that Jared Brown, uh, you got to have somebody else outside of Sam Pitney. And I think that Jared Brown's going to be that guy. He's got to step up, so. I can see him having 150 all-purpose yards, and if that—if we can get that number, I can definitely see us winning this game.
0: Yeah, I would hope so. I—I I would hope that if we hit that hit that number, I hope that uh, Coastal Carolina is well on its way to victory at that point. Mario, your stat that matters. Well,
3: again, we're facing Duquesne, so and I do believe that Jared Brown can hit 150 all-purpose yards on this team without a doubt. But I don't think it's going to take a lot. I'm gonna say I'm—I'm I'm gonna keep it simple. Two touchdowns offensively, we win this game. It's not even going to be because think about it. We're we're not facing, we're not, uh, look, I'm going to be base. I'm going to be honest with you guys. We're not facing, we're not facing a a great team. We're not. So we don't need 100 yards rushing, 100 yards receiving, 300 yards passing. What do we need that for? We're playing Duquesne. Okay. A week ago, I didn't even know where that was. I didn't even know how to pronounce their name. We're playing Duquesne. So we don't need 100 yards, anything. We don't need five touchdowns, no. Two touchdowns, I'll bump it up. Three touchdowns total, we win this. That's my stat.
0: I'd like to point out that his score prediction was 50-13, to so two offensive touchdowns is 14, and he's expecting (laughs) Duquesne to score 13. So Mario's in it for the nail-biter. But (laughs) but you make a good...
3: I think that's what they're going to, I think they're going to win 50 to 13. Do they have to win 50 to 13? Absolutely not. They scored 21 points. I think this game's over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're setting the bar to jump over on the ground. And I think you're valid in doing that. It's just, it's funny when you say, when you said two <laughs> was, offensive touchdowns, I'm like, well, you know, he's not wrong, but also I hope to God they score a lot more than that. And look, I'm not going to lie. What I was expecting, it could come out of Mario's mouth.
3: And look, I'm not going to lie hypothetically if this turns into another uh, Gardner web game and they somehow okay somehow the winds are are blowing differently and the sun doesn't come out the next day in conway or some way it snows okay if somehow duquesne beats us i hope all their players just spam and trash talk me i, I really do okay i will give them an apology right here on this podcast is it gonna happen absolutely not <laughs>
0: I mean, fair, valid. Josh, what's your stat that matters? I just hope that somewhere in Pennsylvania,
1: when we drop this episode, I just would love the visual of them just playing Mario's disrespectful score, like that part, over and over and over again. That would just be hilarious. I've never heard Mario be more disrespectful to a team that didn't have Toothless women. So, uh, that just just threw me off guard. But again, I'm going to be more of the, like, here's kind of what I'm looking for. Like, I think this is a goal we need to hit, not just for this game, but for me to have confidence the rest of the season. And it's going to be, we know Brown, Jared Brown and Sam Pigney are good when they're going to take care of business. They've both had big game apiece. I am looking for 120 yards plus and a touchdown from the combination of Tyson Mobley, Kyrie DuPlessis, and Jameson Tucker. That third slot guy, those guys need to combine for at least 120 yards and a touchdown for me to have faith in this offense. They've had little moments. There's been a couple of catches on the sideline where maybe a foot was out. Those guys got to get going because at the end of the day, everyone knows about 15 to 14. So we need to get the other guys going. And I think this is the perfect opportunity, again, to do that. And those guys will probably stay in pretty long, the combination of them. So I'm looking for those guys to have a big game, step up, show that they can really contribute to this offense. And that will have me feeling really good going into conference play.
0: So I've got two of them. Uh, One is not really my stat that matters, but it's more of a goal that I want Coastal Carolina to have. I don't want them to allow more than 75 yards rushing. I think that's a reasonable expectation for this defense. Um, And again, we talked about it earlier. That's the only way the Duquesne can beat us in this game is to chew clock and have 200 plus yards rushing. Um, So I think that's my goal for the defense. My stat that matters and the stat that if they hit this Coastal Carolina will win the game is I'm looking for a boost in production from the tight end position we talked a lot this off season about how good that tight end room was. And unfortunately we got an injury in there um, and some other things have happened and they've really kind of disappeared. It's it's almost like a repeat of last season where we were excited for what TJ Ivy could do and, and some of the other guys in that room. And we never got anything. Um I don't expect these guys to be the second coming of Isaiah likely. I think that that's unreasonable to expect that, but I do want a a good stat line from the tight end uh, group. So as a whole tight ends, uh, Alamo, uh, Kendall Carr, um, some of the the third and fourth string guys, if they get in there, I'm looking for a total of 90 yards uh, and at least one touchdown. Uh, I think, you know, if they can get to triple digits, that's, that's really good. Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's my goal. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, We're going to do a a little bit of a Sunbelt preview. This is a big weekend in the Sunbelt, a lot of big games. So um, that'll be a quick hit or 10 minute episode that probably comes out on Friday evening. So keep an eye out on that. Um, Follow us on X at the Sean show on Instagram at Sean show And uh, again, uh, if you would uh, like to support the show, uh, hit up that merch link and uh, grab a t-shirt, grab a hoodie, grab whatever you'd like. And if you have ideas for merch or if there's something specific you want, let us know and uh, we'll get it up there. So with that, as always, Shams Up!